We are Emily and Blair and welcome to Elevating Business, the podcast which focuses in on all things around starting a business online, growing that business and doing so in a way that is healthy and enjoyable to you, the business owner. Before we dive in, be sure to visit our website at emilyandblair.com, which you can use to work your way through starting a business online step by step and it's completely free. Hi and welcome to episode 57. Blair is going to start by telling you about good content title creation, and I'm going to give you some ways to boost creativity in your business. Yeah, hi everyone. So today, going to look at a bit more detail around any of your titles that you're putting in your content. So this is quite specific, and some of the episodes we're going to do going forward will focus on some really specific things uh, around setting up your website properly and and, uh, doing things that will help with your Google search ranking and your SEO. So today I'm going to run through seven different techniques for setting up your titles better. Okay, so number one, title is a question. So what I'm talking about here is setting up your title and your content to read as a question. So for example, how do I create the best apple pie? Or how do I do SEO? Or how do I save for my retirement? So the key thing is to notice that these are all in the first person as an I rather than you. So for example, how do I create the best apple pie rather than how do you create the best apple pie? This is because people type these questions like this into their search. So the closer to this you can make the title, the better off you're going to be. So the second one is title tags. Now, what we're meaning is the actual title length. So we want that to be as close to 40 characters as we can. So there's been a lot of tests done by some of the top SEO guys, and they've found out that this seems to be the optimal length of a title. And looking at it, I'm guessing it's something to do with having enough to clearly explain what the article is about in the title, but not too much to make the title too long because long titles aren't searched for very often. So you're looking for that optimum length to specifically, as we talked about in in the first point, ask a question and around 40 characters seems to be the um, good size for that. So you can actually type your title into a Word document and um, highlight that and find out how many characters it, it has. So that's what I'd be doing before you actually put your titles in, into your back end of your website. So point number three is you want to have your main keyword in the title. So always do this because Google wants to clearly relate the title to the content and the main topic or keyword links these together. So make sure that that main keyword's in the URL. Uh, Point number four would be power words are good. So you should definitely use those. So what do I mean by power words? I mean words like effortless, incredible, best, amazing. All of those words that are sort of power words. So these are really good because they're attention grabbing. So people searching, you know, in Google will find that they focus on those power words and probably are more likely to click on your title than someone who hasn't used those words in it. So look, look to use those. Um, I find that online thesaurus is very good for finding power words and finding alternates for different power words. Um, so you can enter a word in and it'll give you a number of other words which are similar or like to it. So point number five, it's putting the year 
that the article has written. So, for example, start a business in 2021, you know. So this basically shows Google's and the readers that the content is current and it's more likely to be clicked on. I guess one thing to do with this, which is an added hassle, is if you are going to use the year in your content titles, you need to plan to do a content title update every 12 months. So basically you're updating that year and, you know, you should probably do a bit of an update of that specific content as well as the title. So, you know, in 2022, you need to change the title to that and update the content to be more relevant to that year. So that way you're not sort of confusing users with old content and effectively an updated title. So point number six is evoking curiosity. You know, you want to evoke people's curiosity. And so an example of that would be, say, the seven benefits of green tea, and then in brackets, number six will shock you. You know, so you're evoking their curiosity. And this is a bit like the power words that we talked about before. You know, it'll get you more click-throughs than not having it because people like intrigue. And that's, I guess, why some of the clickbait articles that you see you know, throughout the internet, um, particularly on news agencies and other media outlets, you find a lot of the publishers, you know, they use evoking words or images to get people's attention and get people to open those articles. The last one in number seven is education focus. So that's using, say, how-to titles. So where people are basically learning things step by step. You know, this is because people are generally searching Google for how to do something. So using how-to in your title will help you rank for these queries. So when they look for how to bake an apple pie, you know, your content will come up because you've actually got that specific search in your title. So to conclude, using these seven tips will help your titles rank better. In one of next week's episodes, I'll be going through some tips to help you get your actual content to rank better. So we'll focus on titles today. Next week, we'll do something on content, which overall, you should be able to use these two episodes as a really good start to give you some really good um, positioning within the Google search results. Right, Emily. Thanks, Blair. Right, I'm going to give you um, five ways to boost creativity in your business. First of all, be diverse. There's a reason why they say two heads are better than one, okay? Try to find diverse teams of people to work with that are creative, and that is better than just individuals working on their own. Several brains are naturally going to generate more ideas than a single brain. And the way you create those teams should have people of differing skills, talents, and backgrounds but have similar values and motivations. So you're all behind each other coming together for a common goal. But you're all going to be able to bring different ideas into the mix, which is great. Secondly, take a break. It is really well known that trying to come up with an idea when when you're really not focused, you're just going to be there for hours on end and feel like you're not getting anywhere. So take a break. Apparently, um, most people come up with the best ideas when they are moving, actually. So maybe take a walk, have a walk around rather than standing still. Sometimes those ideas will just ping. It's just really important to rest, relax and recharge. And those little breaks will, when you come back to the work, you'll feel more focused and suddenly the idea is, is there and it comes to you. 
Also, don't discount meditation. That's also a really good way to help focus your mind and really think about what your aim and your goal is. Number three, it's also um, been thought that reducing time pressures on people can help to be more creative. I know obviously you need deadlines, but just reducing the amount of deadlines, maybe giving people a little bit more time sometimes. Although personally, I sometimes find having short deadlines is better for me. Um, So sometimes it's about working out your rhythm and the people that you're working with and what works best for them. I mean, sometimes I find if I've got a long deadline, I'll, I'll leave it right to the last minute and then suddenly come up with something. But, you know, it's whatever works for you as well and your team. Sometimes a change of scene is also really good. Just changing your physical environment is shown to significantly help creativity. So just moving outside, out of those four walls, just somewhere else, go and sit in the garden, do some brainstorming, go out to somewhere a little bit different and work with your team and brainstorm ideas can also just really, really help. And finally, embrace failure. So simply put, creative people have to feel safe to come up with new approaches and to try them out. So don't punish failure and in fact, reward it. And you'll find that people will feel relaxed and better supported uh, in that environment. It's a waste of time and energy to foster creative teams if the CEO is only interested in the way they've always done it. So really encourage creativity in yourself as well as your enterprise. Yeah, it's good. And I think one of the things with the, you know, finding out what suits you to when you're creative, like a lot of the ideas I'll come up with will be in the middle of the night. And so, you know, having a way to record those is also important. So have a notepad by your bed or if you like typing into your phone or whatever, you can do that. But notice when your most creative times are and work your system around that. You know, if you're a really good morning worker, you know, that's that's probably your most creative time. And, you know, we find we fade away in the afternoon a bit and so we don't do a lot of creative stuff then. Um, but yeah, it's it's really just finding out what works with you. Yeah. yeah awesome. Thanks, Emily. Thank you. So that's uh, episode 57. We'll see you in the next one. Any links and resources mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes. And remember that our website is a huge resource of free step-by-step guides for starting a business online and working through the journey. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend.